Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host, RJ McCready. And for this episode, I'm going to be taking you guys back to the year in 1992. And we're going to be going back to the medieval times, the medieval dead with Bruce Campbell. That's right, guys. It's going to be the Army of Darkness. So let's fire out that boomstick. Let's get the chainsaw going. Let's play that trailer and let's go carve ourselves a witch. So I'll see you guys soon. Age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. At a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. The swallow us all. I don't want to die! What it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoelace is untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped. In the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Nictu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, when the army spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. Sheila! With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Director of Darkman comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. And welcome back, guys. So the synopsis for this film is a man is accidentally transported back to the 1300 AD where he must battle an army of the dead and retrieve the Necronomicon so he can return home. It's got an 81 minute runtime, and it's classed as a dark horror fantasy comedy directed by the legendary Sam Raimi. Um, so let's have a quick talk about that. So let's talk about Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Ivan Raimi and Robert Tappert. So they were three friends who made a budget horror movie called Within the Woods back in 1978. And with only a small budget of uh, $1,600 and over a three-day weekend, they managed to make a movie that impressed film directors of Hollywood and impressed them so much that they said, here's $90,000 to go and make a movie. And they wanted to go and make The Evil Dead back in 1979. And then this went on to go and gross $2.4 million in the US and $2.7 million worldwide. And it gains popular cult status amongst horror fans and is now one of the most significant cult films of all time. And it's classed as one of the greatest horror movies and probably one of the most successful independent films. And then on top of that, the Evil Dead franchise has spawned um, video games, comic books, 
uh, a massive media franchise. It went on to go and make, um, obviously, The Army of Darkness, which I'm about to talk about. And then they were talking about a fourth movie, but instead of that, they ended up making a, a remake um, of The Evil Dead. And then the fourth film has kind of become a TV show, which again has become successful. And then on top of all that, I mean, Bruce Campbell's become like a cult icon in the horror industry with loads of quotes. And he's probably one of the one of the greatest B-movie actors out there. And I don't know anybody that doesn't like Bruce Campbell. He's got an awful lot of time for his horror fans. He goes to a lot of comic um, con conventions all around the world. And having read his autobiography if chins could kill i think bruce campbell the impression i get with him is what you see is what you get and i think he's as much of ash williams as ash williams as bruce campbell so <laughs> the character there that you're getting on screen is bruce campbell so he's on the list of one of the people i'd like to meet so hopefully one day that will happen but going back to the movie um army of darkness so that's kind of like the the origins of how they got to Army of Darkness and it took a little while to get there. Um, so Sam Raimi made a movie called Darkman with uh, Liam Neeson as the main lead and that was attached to Universal Studios and he made a deal with Universal Studios to make a free picture deal with Dino De Laurentiis and I, I didn't know Dino De Laurentiis was actually attached to the Army of Darkness. Um, for some of you listening who don't know who Dino De Laurentiis is, he's the guy who directed um, Flash Gordon and Conan the Barbarian movies. So he's a, he's another sort of cult director in the industry. So he was um, a fan of The Evil Dead. He wanted to back it up. And like I say, you had this free picture deal with Universal. And Darkman was successful at the cinema and just a little bit of a segue there it's, I like this um, story with Sam Raimi is that he actually wanted to make a Batman movie um, but he couldn't get the rights to it so instead he made Darkman and Darkman is kind of like his own character and um, it's another great Sam Raimi movie so go check it out if you haven't seen it but then going back here so because Darkman was successful Universal said right here he goes 11 million dollars go and make um, Army of Darkness. And the only clause that Universal had with that $11 million that they were giving Sam to make this movie was that they wouldn't allow him to call this The Evil Dead Free. Originally, Sam wanted to call it The Evil Dead Free, The Army of Darkness. Um, and the other thing that they, they... Well, they pretty much gave him free reign to do what he wanted with this film and give him creative rights which I'm quite a big fan of when it comes to directing having not directed a film myself but I like that um, the only thing that they kind of in, well they did interfere with was the ending so Sam wanted the downbeat ending with Ash ending up in the future where it's all wrecked but they said that they wanted a more upbeat ending so this is where you get um, Ash as the kind of cheesy action hero in the um, S-Mart store. So you get a couple of different endings here. But as it turns out, quite a lot of both endings. The options are both. So you get the downbeat one. And then the cheesy action hero, Ash. So as that turns out, it it, it, it worked out okay in the end. So on the whole, uh, Sam Raimi, it took him a little while to get to with this movie. To create this film. But on the, in the end, they got there. And the other thing I was going to mention here was... Um, 
it's one of those things that's staring you right in the face, but you don't realise until you have a look on the internet when you're trying to do your podcast and you look at um, how this film was made. And it says that um, Sam Raimi was inspired by films like The Seven Forge of Sinbad, Conan, Jason, The Argonauts, and obviously The Three Stooges. I know The Three Stooges, but all the other films there. It is now, when I think about it, it's quite evident, um, especially, I guess, those old Harryhausen movies with... Um, you know, a hero trying to get somewhere and find, I suppose, a bit like Jason in the Golden Fleece, where Ash is trying to look for the Nem- Nemronokin, <laughs> Necronomicon to try and get back home. And then, of course, you've got the Ray Harry Houston stop motion that's used in this film, but which wasn't created by Ray, obviously, but um, Sam Raimi um, was a big fan of this um, type of effect, so he's used it in the movie. And let's have a quick talk about the music in this film. So you had uh, Joseph Loduca, uh, who composed the music for The Evil Dead 1 and 2. He came back to do the score for this film. And you've also got um, Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo. Uh, he did the March of the Dead. And then a little bit of trivia here, guys. Uh, you've got uh, Tobacco Smoke, which was used for Ash's Chainsaw, just to keep that effect going. The film was released in Japan as Captain Supermarket. There you go. <laughs> I guess I can kind of get that. And what else you got here? You got Clarato Verato Nick 2. That was taken from the 1951 movie The Day the Earth Stood Still, which is a sci-fi movie. Um, Bill Mosley and Patricia Tallman. Now, they're two actors from uh, Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead. I'm going to get you, Barbara. Um... So, Bill Mosey plays the Deadite Captain and Patricia Tallman, um, she plays the Possessed Witch. I never knew that, I only just found that out looking at the trivia for this film. And obviously, the good old 1973 Oldsmobile Delta 88 that turns up in this movie, which has turned up in all Sam Raimi's movies because that's his car and it is his little Easter egg which turns up. And the last thing that I'll mention before I have a look at the Bite Size review of this film um, is that they've been toying about bringing in two other horror icons with Ash and that is Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger and they've been talking about making a Jason versus Freddy versus Ash so whether that will ever come into fruitation I don't know but if it does I think that might be a cool movie so we'll have to wait and see. So let's have a look at this film then eh? Bruce Campbell versus the Evil Dead um, or the Army of Darkness. So, what you get here at the beginning of the film is a retread of The Evil Dead 2. So, if you haven't seen any of The Evil Dead films and you watch The Army of Darkness, you get a catch-up right at the beginning. It tells you all what's happened to Ash and all what he's been through. And in the end, he is transported back to the Middle Ages because this tunnel came back big time. And along with his chainsaw and his shotgun and his Delta 88, he goes back to 1300 AD. And he is caught up between Duke Henry and Arthur at war with each other. And Ash is enslaved by Arthur thinking that he's one of Henry's men and he's had his gun and his chainsaw taken away from him. And after he says to King Henry, well hello Mr Fancy Pants, Ash is chucked down the pit and he has to fight a couple of deadites. But to help him, the old wise man of Arthur realises that Ash is the man Written on the old text which is eventually going to help him, he reunites him with his chainsaw and his gun and you get Ash Williams as the badass that we saw him in The Evil Dead 2 
takes out the deadites and regains himself back up to the top of the pit where you get the best of Ash, one of the best lines. After capturing the attention of the audience with the firing of his boomstick, he comes out and says, all right, you primitive nubteds, listen up. Now I swear if any of you even touches me, and then as he says this, he turns around and he shoots one of the deadites back into the pit. And then he sort of rolls the boomstick over and puts it in and he just sort of blows it and he goes, okay, let's talk about getting me home. So now Ash is celebrated as a hero and he falls for Sheila, who is one of Arthur's Fallen Knight's uh, sisters. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> he then finds out through the Holy Wise Man that the only way he's going to return home is through the magical Necronomicon Ecmortis, which caused all this problem from the start. So now his quest to go and retrieve the Necronomicon Ecmortis, he has a horse, a medieval outfit and a new medieval hand, which is pretty cool. But before he sets off in this quest, he's told very specifically from the Holy Wise Man that he has to utter the words Klatu Verata Nictu. But Ash being Ash is, yeah, 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 okay, I got it. And he just storms off and rides into the magical forest. When he enters the haunted forest, he comes across an old windmill. And this is where you get classic Ash, where he has to fight himself after hitting into a mirror. You get several different little mini ashes turn up, little mini evil ashes that he has to fight and he's almost got that sort of three stooges moment. But then one of them clones him and then manages to get away which comes into the story later on. So then after escaping the windmill he manages to find the Necronomicon and Ash being Ash he's forgotten the lines and he's got most of it there where he got a classic scene of him going Klatu Ferrato and he's gone Nectar <laughs> starts coughing <laughs> and he thinks he's got away with it so he grabs the book and he runs back to the castle but meanwhile the clone resurrected version of Ash the evil Ash has formed a army of darkness an army of skeletons so then Ash returns back to Arthur the Necronomicon and he says look that's it I've done the quest I want to go back home but then he finds out that Sheila has been abducted by a flying deadite and she's been transformed into a deadite. So Ash agrees to marshal the army against the uh, deadite army of darkness. And with the aid of this, he uses the knowledge from some old textbooks that he had in his 1973 automobile. So he's got some uh, chemistry books which enable him to make some modern day weapons, including some rockets and some bombs. And he turns the Oldsmobile into something like out of the A-Team where he turns it into a fighting tank, I suppose you could say. So with the enlisted help of Duke Henry and Arthur joining forces to fight the Deadites, Ash successfully leads the army against defeating the Deadites and he takes on his evil self and he manages to rescue Sheila. And what you get here is some pretty good um, Ash Williams where he meets up with Sheila and she says, well, you found me beautiful once. And he comes in and says, honey, you got real ugly. So he gets some really good uh, Ash moments here. And he's beginning to form into a hero here. And as he started out as an outcast at the beginning of this movie, Henry, Arthur and all the people have held Ash as a hero. But even though he has a hero status and a beautiful woman, he still wants to get back to his own time. So he sees the holy wise man that puts him into a cave and he says, you have to put these drops into your mouth and this will get you back into the future. But then again, Ash being Ash, he does it again. He's like, 15 drops, couple drops, and he just goes, oh, I have a couple more. And then this is where you get the um, two different endings. So you've got Ash waking up in the future 
to a sort of apocalyptic world where everything's been wiped out. And then you kind of got like the cheesy Ash who turns up in the S-Mart store and he's talking to Linda, his girlfriend who is played by Bridget Fonda. And as he's telling her the story, he's basically reciting this story of what's happened to him. He says at the end, he goes, then I became the king. But as he's telling this story, a deadite turns up in the um, store and he gets his Winchester rifle and it's a pretty cool scene where he's slaying the creature, which he manages to do. And then in the end, he goes... Sure, I could have stayed in the past. Could have even been king. But in my way, I am a king. And then he, <laughs> he kisses uh, Linda and then he just says, one of the last lines right at the end he is, How to the king, baby. And then the film ends with the great film score by Joseph Loduca, which um, goes really well with this movie. So that's it. So in some ways, they didn't get... You didn't get a full film, but what you did get is... Um, this last scene here, that ending there with him in the S-Mart store sort of ties off into the uh, TV, great TV show that we got. So, um, all in all, I think us Evil Dead fans have had a great treat with that TV show of late. And I don't think that will be the last we will see of Ash Williams. I think there might be another movie, something like that. So, we will have to see. I don't think that's the last we'll see of Ash. So, that's it, guys. That is The Army of Darkness. It's... Um, I suppose after reviewing it, when I look at it, it's actually quite a short film, but it gets you from point A to B. It does everything it needs to do. It's a fun movie. I don't think it's the favourite of the franchise. I think number two is the favourite, possibly number one. But it's all in all, it's a great trilogy of films and a great franchise. So I can't give this film enough praise. You can probably hear more in my voice. It's a really great instalment for us horror fans in this genre. So... And as I said earlier, Ash Williams, he is the everyday guy. And I think that's why people like him. He's a relatable character. He's a guy that works in the supermarket and he's a hero. And he doesn't become a hero straight away. He has to go through a lot to become that hero. But he gets there in the end and he's got his one-liners. He's just an incredible, likeable guy. So that's it. How to the king, baby. There you go. That is Ash Williams. I have no doubt that I will return to this franchise because I will probably do the Evil Dead 1 and 2 in the future. So I think I'll be returning back to this sometime soon. So there you go, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, let's tell you what I'll be doing next. I'm going to be looking at John Carpenter again. Um, it's a film that I've been wanting to talk about for quite a long time now. Um, it's the cult classic 1981 movie, Escape from New York. So John Carpenter, again, I can't help myself. So look out for that, I'll be recording that one soon. And a little bit of admin for the show, you can find my show on iTunes. I think I'm on Stitcher, you can find it on there. I'm on YouTube and you can find the show on the Legion uh, Podcast Network. And I've also got a Facebook page, so I've got a great Facebook page. Um, lots of stuff going on there, lots of good posts and comments and things like that. So we're having a lot of fun there. And... That is it, so keep it safe, keep it bite-sized, and I'll see you guys soon.
If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which vs. The Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.